Welcome to Drunk Bible Study. This show's mission is to read every single word of the greatest story ever told. A warning to our listeners, the hosts of this show are sinners, but they're doing their best. There will be drinking and there may be some swears. They did say they'd try to keep it clean, but I wouldn't put my money on it. I'm Emily, and this is Drunk Bible Study, where my good friends Dedeker and Jace teach me, a born and raised atheist, all about the Bible. So, Jace and Dedeker, how are we doing today? We're doing really well, mm. and we're very excited because we have a special friend. Ooh, that sounds dirty. Uh, a special <laughs> guest here with us today on the show, Seth Bling. Thank you for joining us. Yay. Hello. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, so uh, Seth Bling is a YouTuber. You you may know him from being the former world record holder for fastest speed run of Super Mario World. World. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, I love and, uh, Super Mario World. Yeah. And as soon as you got that record, they're like, what do you want to do next? And you're like, I want to be on Drunk Bible Study. And here you are. Yeah. Very next thing, three years later. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. This was your goal since then, and you finally made it. Yeah, here we are. No, actually, funny story. I got like way back when minecraft first came out which was how many years ago was that seth do you remember uh first eight years it was ago? like eight years yeah, yeah. eight or nine oh, wow. it's like eight years ago when it like an early release of it came out i signed up and i was like oh this seems cool and i was playing this and then maybe sometime later that year or a couple years later, I forget exactly the timeline, but I was watching some like videos on YouTube about people's creations and cool shit that they'd made in Minecraft. And one of the people that I watched was Seth Bling. And I didn't actually realize until another year or two later that he was my best friend's younger brother. Oh, and, like, now it all makes mind. sense I was why like, he's here today. Yeah, exactly. oh, that's why. Exactly. I see, I see. Um, So yeah, so I'm glad that this worked out. Mm -hmm. Very cool. So Seth, can you tell us a little bit about like, what's your history with this great book that we're (laughs) we're reading? the Bible. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I grew up uh, Jewish. I went to Sunday school, Hebrew school. It's called Sunday school when you're Jewish too? Yeah, it was Sunday school. Well, it makes more sense to be, because Saturday is the Sabbath. But it You're not supposed to work oh. on the Sabbath. Not Sunday, supposed to be schooling on the you Sabbath. Do whatever on Sunday. Okay. Got so it. yeah, sense. we still had Sunday school. Um, okay. Yeah, and and Hebrew school. Hebrew school was on Wednesday though for some reason. Oh, well, you had and, two. And uh, I had a bar mitzvah, which is yeah. which is where you read out of the Torah and become a man in Jewish <laughs> tradition. So that probably means your pronunciation of of all the names is going to be way better than us if you had to. I'm going to use a lot more chaz. <laughs> We oh should just God. sub you in. Uh, we should have we'll you dub all of our Hebrew names because <laughs> that, that would take forever. Because we're just like freaking yokels over here, just like base math and Abimelech and yeah, <laughs> base all that math kind is of still stuff. my favorite character. But. Oh, he's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. Um, oh, so so I did grow up uh, with that uh, Jewish education. Learned the Jewish traditions more. Or less. I was a reform in the Reform Judaism, which is. I guess the best way is just it takes it a little bit less seriously than okay. the conservative or orthodox uh, Jude- Jews. I uh, see. Okay. In, in adulthood, though, I, I consider myself a- atheist. Got Join it. I, the club. I mean, it's, it's kind of like I'm, a- I'm atheist, but I'm also Jewish because a lot of Judaism is, is more about the traditions and culture and community. So I don't feel like uncomfortable at synagogue or anything like that. Uh, so I, I still I still do I guess consider myself Jewish too. It's sort of a strange thing. Right. Interesting. So, yeah. I feel like yeah. I have a lot of Jewish friends who kind of landed in the same place of like I still feel culturally Jewish and that's fine. I just don't necessarily feel like I'm practicing Jewish anymore. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But so you probably then had a, a little bit of a similar experience to Dedeker and myself of being like, oh right, I remember this story from Sunday school as a kid. But like, oh, there's some details they left out or, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's been, I've had some chance encounters with, you know, 
Bible study type things out in out on the internet. And yeah, sometimes there are some details that are, uh, <laughs> if they told us that in Sunday school, it would have raised some eyebrows. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting to learn about. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of that, what are we reading today? Right. Great today question. we are reading Genesis 38, 39, and 40. Okay. Um, continuing on with the story of Joseph and his amazing Technicolor dream coat. Yeah. So what, I, yeah. Do you remember what happened last time, Emily? I'm trying to recall. I believe that Joseph was basically Jacob's favoritist boy. Yep. Yeah. And so because of that, all of his brothers hated him and they plotted to kill him, but they didn't really do that. They killed a goat and threw it all over his pretty coat, like the goat blood. And then they threw, or did they sell Joseph? They sold him. Yeah, that was, that was kind of the cliffhanger that we ended on is yeah, after they sold Joseph away. Exactly. And then they get came back and showed the coat to dad and they were like, he got killed by some animals. Whoops. Yeah, they, yeah, they were like, we just found this. Yeah. He must have been killed. Can you imagine if that was like the end of the story? That's the story <laughs> of Joseph and the amazing Technicolor dream code. <laughs> That's so amazing. This is what you get for bragging to your brothers. Exactly. Yeah, it, it was a fascinating story. And very, I, again, like, these guys are not not very nice. Mm. Not at all. Siblings mm. are not very nice to each other no, in this book so definitely far. not. Yeah. So, I, Seth, okay, so that's how far we've gotten in the story of Joseph. Do you I recall? can actually remember. Yeah. Uh, okay. There was a specific Sunday school lesson that covered Joseph in the dream coat. <laughs> and they had us, like, color in a dream coat. And oh, I did yeah. It with markers I, we and did the same fun. thing. Yeah. yeah. You get to yeah, color mine, mine in was Sunday super cool. school. Yeah, yeah. Story. Sunday. I, I don't know about you, you, Jace or Seth, but like Sunday school for me was basically just like glorified preschool for several years, where it's just kind of like arts and crafts. You didn't have homework, really. Nice. You know, it was just like things like that, like coloring a dream coat or. <laughs> we we sang a lot of songs too. Did you also do that in Sunday school, Seth, or was that? Is that just a Christian thing? That was more. That was more Hebrew school. Oh, I you, see. You kind of learn the songs and how to read Hebrew and and. Yeah, Sunday school was, yeah, I guess like what you're saying. You, you're in like third or fourth grade, but it's still basically preschool for some reason. <laughs> uh-huh. You just yeah. get to like it had to make go, some so. pretty pictures. Just have some snacks and draw some pictures and like put together some like cute little crafts It's and like play some games. Like it's it's very, very easy. That's fun. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what is everyone drinking? Well, we're drinking wine. Yeah, it's this like fun thing called Seven Moons Red Blend. And we saw it at the grocery store. <laughs> at the drugstore? We well, yes, because, exactly. <laughs> because I actually, like, got this a long time ago in New York. Oh. At, like, a, they were doing a little sampling of it. Oh, and cute. so, when we saw it, it's a blend of seven different wines. I see seven the seven different grapes. Wines. Yes, oh. exactly. Why? It's quite nice, actually. It's really good. Excellent. Nice. What about you, Seth? What are you drinking? I have on me a... It's an unfiltered sake. So that's the cloudy, sweet sake. Uh-huh. Uh, this one is like coconut flavored. Mm. So it's got, it's, it tastes more like sake than coconut, but it's got a little bit of an aftertaste. I actually had my two-year anniversary with my girlfriend this weekend. Oh. We, we bought a few different uh, wines and sakes and stuff to try out. So. Oh, that's awesome. That's so you had it on hand. You didn't have to yeah, run to and, the drugstore and, like us. Right, and she also didn't really like that one, so that's why I'm drinking this. <laughs> like, well, I I guess I see. You get the leftovers. You're taking one for yeah. the team. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, are we ready to do this? Yeah, yeah, I'm so ready. Okay. Well, before we start reading, we want to remind all of our listeners to read responsibly and drink responsibly. And remember that you can drink along with us, or you can listen to us in the car. But please do not do both at the same time. And with that, I guess I'm starting. Oh, yeah, well. start us oh, out. Okay, Genesis 38. So, okay, I actually, I want to give a little bit of a warning before you start reading, Emily, because I just glanced at this briefly. I think this chapter has nothing to do with the story of Joseph. What? It kind of comes out of nowhere, and then we go back to the story of Joseph. So, so don't worry to our listeners. Don't worry. We're not in the wrong spot. This chapter (laughs) just kind of comes out of left field. Yeah, who's Judah? 
Uh, Judah's one of the other brothers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Remember Judah, not Iscariot? Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's one of the 12, the 12 brothers. Okay. Yeah. okay so cool. He's a priest, right? Uh, not, is he? Not yet. Yeah. Judah. Well, it's it's hard Judah. because these 12 brothers, Judas like, priest? they kind of, yeah, okay, that's, they kind of become <laughs> the tribes. And so often it's oh. like the, the tribe names get conflated with like people names it gets confusing but All you right. know that already this whole book is very confusing <laughs> so i guess with that okay let's do this it happened at that time that judah went down from his brothers and turned into a certain adolamite whose name was hurrah <laughs> what <laughs> the last hurrah yeah. so he turned into a guy whose name is hurrah he so turned he in turned like into, like you yeah, saw him I'm, I'm a little confused he made a left turn into the driveway of a certain yeah, it's like turned into the the local 7-eleven yeah, exactly <laughs> okay a dulamite was a really horse? famous chain of convenience stores back then and so this specific one was named hurrah yes um, okay so i'm looking up some other translations just oh, to clarify you. here um, oh, right here, on the first in, verse, we're already like, know, we right? need to find other translations. <laughs> yeah. According to the complete Jewish Bible, it was this at this time that he went off from his brothers and settled near a man named Hirah, who was oh. an Adulami. Oh, okay. Different spelling. Oh, okay. Or he became friends with, or what some other translations said. So he just like, kind of started to hang with this dude. Okay. Okay. Because it looks like he turned into him. <laughs> like, yeah, not. Oh, now I am this other person. <laughs> but no. Okay. <laughs> Judah saw there a daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shua. Oh, we know where this is going. He took her and went into her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> went in. Yep. Went, went into, into her. Took a left turn in, in, into her. <laughs> into her. As it were. Yeah. She conceived and bore a son and he named him Er. er, er. She's like, what do you want to name er. this son? He's like, Er. er. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> she conceived again and bore a son, and she named him Onan. That's that's better. She yet again bore a son, and she named him Shalah, and he was at Chezib when she bore him. Cool. Yeah. All right. Seth, how are we doing so far with this pronunciation? Oh, you got any Every, notes? Everything yeah. is spot on. No, I'm the worst. <laughs> at least Dedeker and Jay's like really try hard. And I not that I'm not trying hard, but I just I have no reference for this. Okay. Judah took a wife for Ur, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. Ur, <laughs> Judah's firstborn, was wicked oh. in the sight of Yahweh. Uh-oh. Shit. Whoa, Yahweh killed him? Whoa. That is super random. Wow. That is... I mean, that it smites someone. But that, okay, but I think this is the first time, at least so far, at least in the book of Genesis, yeah. that it's been like, oh, God just killed that guy. It's, it's <laughs> usually there's a story of like, there was a Why? storm, or there was a flood, yeah. or there was a fire, or it's like, nah, God was just like, mm, nope, controls the on that one. Yeah, that that's very strange, but okay. I wonder what that guy did. Why was it's he wicked? wicked? No questions asked. It's wicked. Yahweh. He knew. Okay. Alright. Judah said to Onan, Go into your brother's wife. What? Mm. And perform the duty of a husband's brother to her and raise up seed to your brother. So before you keep going, Emily, (laughs) this is actually a pretty common practice in many cultures that if your brother died, that then you You go into her. You got to go into his wife, essentially. You like became her new husband, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I I think it was, you know, it was like strategy for a woman to still be taken care of even if her husband died. So You know what? So I'm actually going this next weekend to To another wife? To my brother's wedding. Oh. And they sent us some readings that like me and the other siblings are going to do different readings. And I was wondering, I could sub mine out for this. For this one? (laughs) Real quick. No. (laughs) Sure, it'd go over well. No, just be like, just so you know, if you die, Josh. Yeah, I got your back. Yeah, and your brother is also married. So there you go. (laughs) Oh, that's true. I'm really uncomfortable with this line. <laughs> okay, let, let's keep going. Onan knew that the seed wouldn't be his, and it happened. And when he went into his brother's wife, that he spilled it on the ground, lest he should give seed to his brother. So, okay, I think I know what this means. Yeah, what does it mean, Emily? That he masturbated onto the ground instead of inside of her? Or he did like, the pull-out pull method. Out method yeah. Pull-out method. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Like, no seed. 
That thing which he did was evil in the sight of Yahweh, and he killed him also? What? (laughs) What? Yahweh is like not about seed being, wait a minute, really? Is that, oh, do they say that? Do they say that to people? Like, I was wondering if you'd connect the dots, but yeah, you connected the dots. That's why it's the old timey term for masturbation was onanism, because onan spilled his seed on the ground. Actually, even in Japan, they still call it onani. onani. Oh, really? I didn't even yeah, know Yeah, that. that's the word for masturbation I... in Japanese is onani. Wow. Right? But yeah, this is where the whole like no sex that's not for procreation thing comes from. It's a very Catholic oh. thing. Every sperm is, this is sacred. The, is this the one? Like, yeah. Yeah, this is the one that's like no using condoms and like no right. masturbation. Like it's that, no, yeah. no your, same your sperm sex. Is, your sperm is sacred, so right. you can't waste it or spill it on the ground. It really isn't, though. <laughs> It regenerates. Well, uh, they didn't know that back then. I guess, but goodness. Yeah, Jeez. So and Yeah, we killed him for it. So wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm just I'm just gonna put this out there. So nobody else has ever done this. Nobody else has <laughs> masturbated. Or is God just like seriously? Oh, yeah, well, yeah. No, but but like you know Jacob or anyone like never did this. No one ever did the pullout method. Apparently not. And so these are the first people who ever pulled out and they get killed by God. Yeah. 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 Instantly. This is really I guess they like invented the technique. Right. There you go. Oh, Oh, I see. Yeah. No one has historical evidence. No one thought about it. Some (laughs) things are just you make more sense in hindsight. (laughs) Yeah. No one was like, you know, if we we could but you know, bro, I don't know. I don't know if Yahweh is gonna be into that. I mean like, I'm sure it's fine. It's innovation. Like, let's try it. Right. And alas. All right. Then Judah said to Tamar, his daughter-in-law, remain a widow in your father's house until Shelah, my son, is grown up. For he said, lest he also die like his brothers. Jeez. Tamar went and lived in her father's house. After many days, Shua's daughter, the wife of Judah, died. Jeez. Well, not slain, though. She just died. She just died. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It could... It's ambiguous. Yeah. It is. Well, that's true. That's true. Maybe Who she knows was what also she did? Yeah. 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 God may have also hated her. Yeah. Jua was comforted and went up to his sheep shearers to Timon or Timna. 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 Yeah. He we've, and his, that's come up before. We've seen Timna, Timna before. Yeah. We've yeah? Timna. We've been to Timna. Okay. He and his friend Hurrah, the Adulamite. It was told to Mir saying. Tamar still. Tamar. Sorry, Dan. Tamar, Timon, yeah, okay. Timon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Saying, behold, your father-in-law is going up to Timnah to shear his sheep. <laughs> okay. She took off her the garments of her widowhood Uh-oh. and covered herself with her veil and okay. wrapped herself and sat in the gate of Anaim, which is, by the way, to Timnah. I see. So on the way there, she was sitting in her like good clothes with her veil. Not her widow clothes. Right. Okay. Okay. I know. I think I know where this is going. I don't. So what's going to happen? Okay. For she saw that Shelah was grown up and she wasn't given to him as a wife. When Judah saw her, he thought that she was a prostitute for she had covered her face. Like they do. Do prostitutes do that? Maybe just means he didn't recognize her, and so he thought a random woman by herself must, must be, a, be prostitute. a prostitute. If she's okay. standing, you know, you know what the way to Timnah is I mean, like. She was wearing some provocative, you know, veil and yeah, whatnot, she was so. she was wrapped like a burrito. You know what that means? Exactly. <laughs> she's ready to go. Uh-huh. He turned to her by the way and said, "Please come. Let me come into you." Well, okay, that's okay. Wait, <laughs> wait. Uh, Please come. Let on, me come so this into is you, Judah. Yeah, saying this to Wait, was the, yeah, I'm so confused. Okay, so this is his daughter-in-law. Daughter-in-law, yes, right. daughter-in-law. Okay. okay, got it. That's what I was trying to figure out. Okay, Ew. right, because this was his firstborn son's yes. wife, and then his secondborn son's wife. They both died. Okay, and his okay, third, this is the thing. Yeah, yeah, his third son is Shalah, and she wants to be given to Shalah, but. He's like, no, nah, wait till he's grown up because otherwise he's going to get slain too because he's a teenager and God knows he's going to be spilling seed all, all over, over the place. The place. <laughs> um, so I got to protect him. And I'm assuming that like, because it says for she saw that Shalah was grown up and she wasn't given to him as a wife is that he's grown up and she hasn't been given. And so she's pissed. And so she's going to go pretend to be a prostitute. Okay. I, okay. I, I don't know if she was pretending to be or if he was just 
assuming. Foolish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So well, he well clearly he thought she was a prostitute because he said please come let me come into you right you don't say that to strange women on the side of the road maybe this guy does maybe this guy does it's true okay so he said for please come let me come into you for he didn't know that she was his daughter in law she said what will you give me that you may come into me okay no she was pretending to be a prostitute oh yeah I think she knows what's up okay, okay. he said I will send you a kid of the goats from the flock oh boy. <laughs> A day's wage. <laughs> exactly. She said, will you give me a pledge until you send it? He said, what pledge will I give you? She said, your signet and your cord and your staff that is in your hand. Just give me all your stuff. Yeah, exactly. He gave them to her and came into her and she conceived by him. <sighs> okay. So this guy's not dying, even though this is really awkward. Well, his seed didn't get wasted. Exactly. So it's fine. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. She arose and went away and put off her veil from her and put on the garments of her widowhood. So she's being sneaky. She's being really sneaky. sneaky. I think she's a perfect fit for this family. Right? (laughs) We found that all of these people are very, very sneaky professional con artists. Exactly. Right? Because her grandfather-in-law disguised himself as his brother in order to get the blessing and conned his brother out of his birthright. So, like... It really fits. Runs she's, in the family. She's a good fit for the family. Yeah. Okay. Judas sent the kid of the goats by the hand of his friend, the Adulamite, to receive the pledge from the woman's hand, but he didn't find her. Mm. Then he asked the men of her place, saying, where is the prostitute that it was at Anam by the road? They said, there has been no prostitute here. Trust me, we would know. <laughs> Wait, does anyone have an idea of like what what is her game here? She's try- trying to get pregnant, I guess, because everyone keeps refusing to actually put their sperm inside of her. It kind of sounded like oh. she just wanted some. I yeah. see. Yeah. She Would- wanted to have sex with a man who was not going to die immediately afterwards. Could you say that perhaps all that she wants is a first baby? Is <laughs> another baby? But all that. Yeah. I yeah. do love that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Really One could say that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. He returned to Judah and said, I haven't found her. And also the men of this place said, there has been no prostitute here. Judah said, let her keep it, lest we be put to shame. Behold, I sent this kid and you haven't found her. Meaning the goat, I guess. Yeah. The child goat. Yeah, that kid. It happened about three months later that it was told Judah saying, Tamar, your daughter-in-law has played the prostitute. And moreover, behold, she is with child by prostitution. Oof. Some tabloids right there. Someone told him. Yeah. Yeah. Someone was just like, hey, I heard. Did he not put these two things together, though? Apparently not. Maybe he's visiting prostitutes all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, like every strange woman on the side of the road, he's like, hey, how many goats do you require for me to let, to let, have you let me come into you? Whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever awkward turn of phrase one used for turning tricks back in the day. Jeez. Okay. Judah said, bring her forth and let her be burnt. Wow. Jeez. These people are really intense. When she was brought forth, she sent to her father-in-law saying, by the man who these are, I am with child. She also said, please discern whose these are, the signet and the cords and the staff. Mm. I see. So she has proof that it was his. Yeah. Clever. Okay. Judah acknowledged them and said, she is more righteous than I because I didn't give her to Shalah, my son. He knew her again no more. Meaning he didn't have sex with her again? Yeah, I think like knowing in the biblical sense. Oh. Uh, Yeah, okay. That he didn't do her anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was like, not even going to risk that again. Yeah, that's probably good. I'm really curious about what like the Message Bible says about this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Have you heard of this, Seth? The Message Bible. Jace brings it up a lot. (laughs) It was this Bible translation that came out in like, when did we say like the early 2000s, 2000s, maybe? I think, yeah. That was this like super modernization into like conversational modern English. And occasionally it's very funny. This one's actually not very interesting. It's just uh, Judah saw they were his. He said, she's in the right. I'm in the wrong. Oh. I wouldn't let her marry my son, Shilah. He never slept with her again. Okay. On the nose. Yeah. It would have been better if it had been like, she's in the right. My bad. (laughs) <laughs> I think that would be if the message bible was written today maybe it would say that yeah my bad <laughs> my bad 
It happened in the time of her travail that, behold, twins were in her womb. No, not more twins. We know what happens to them. They get really angry at each other. Yeah, that's true. It happened when she travailed that one put out a hand. Oh. And the midwife took it and tied a scarlet thread on his hand, saying, this came out first. <laughs> I like not this not this boy came out first. Just like this hand came out first. This yeah. thing. It came out first. <laughs> Why would you tie a scarlet thread on it? You got to keep track of who the firstborn is down to the oh, second. Really? Yeah. For, for birth birthright purposes yeah right. we saw how contested that birthright thing is that's true oh yeah. man and neither of these boys are furry yet so <laughs> you can't tell them apart like Jacob like, and Esau and yeah. Esau yeah <laughs> it happened as he drew back his hand that behold his brother came out and said why have you made a breach for yourself said, said, oh, the baby not, didn't say <laughs> the baby wasn't calling out of the no. womb <laughs> why have you done this <laughs> Sorry. She said, why have you made a breach for yourself? Therefore, his name was called Perez. You know. Perez Hilton. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Afterward, his brother came out that had the scarlet thread on his hand, and his name was called Zerah. Okay, remember when I was really confused about Jacob and Esau? I do remember that this story got... I got it confused confused. partly with this story. Where, like, the one comes out, but then the other finishes coming out first and then he comes out. I thought Jacob and Esau had been the ones who I did see. that. Yeah. Can so. you look up what the translation is for this line where the midwife asks, why have you made a breach for yourself? Cause I do not understand at all what that could possibly mean. Yeah. I'll look that up. Any, any guesses? I, I think it's like, so breach is like to cross a threshold or something. So it's like he, he, he took the hand back in and she was like, Oh, why'd you do that? I already tied a thing around your hand. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, why, they're gonna burn me for this well and it's interesting because they do say like breached baby yeah breached birth is when the baby's flipped in the womb well like he wasn't out. flipped mm. but his hand came out first which is kind of weird that is yeah. weird that is not normal i believe like sticks okay. his hand out of the womb. <laughs> there's a lot of variety in translation oh, oh yeah. really what you got yeah so <laughs> the bible in basic english says what an opening you have made for yourself so he was named perez <laughs> The Common English Bible says, you've burst out on your own. (laughs) So, I think he came Uh, just like flying out of the womb. Just shot out like a cannonball. See, the complete Jewish Bible says, how did you manage to break out first? Mm. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they're all kind of variations on the Good News translation says, so this is how you break your way out. So, he was named That's really, all these sassy midwives (laughs) speaking to these babies that don't understand anything. It is really funny, this image of like the one baby sticks his hand out and then the other brother is like, no, and like clawing, like shoving his way out of the womb. Do any any of those say what Perez means? Because it seems to, seems to be indicating that Perez has some Yeah, there's been a lot of that. I feel like some translations will do go the extra uh, mile to be yes. like and prez means such and such, uh, but a it lot of means them means breakout. Really? really, according to the Message Bible. What a wonderful oh. name for your child! <laughs> breakout. Baby uh, did like a Mario jump, broke the block. Yeah, and he's, he's like, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Others say uh, that it means a breach, huh. which I guess similarly like a breaking through something. Yeah. In some translations, his name is Farez, like P H A R E Z, which is way doper. Then <laughs> Perez. Then yeah. Then Perez Hilton. Jeez, that's wow. really interesting. Wait, well, it's fascinating. Okay. So that chapter happened, and literally in this next chapter, we're just right back to the story of Joseph, literally like where we left off. All right. Um, that makes sense. Do you, Seth? Do you remember learning anything about that story we just read? No, <laughs> I remember. No, it sounds familiar because of Jacob and Esau, but it's not. Yeah, right. it's not just Jacob and Esau. Yeah. another. The other twins, twins story, I guess. Some other twins that didn't Some make the cut. twins, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I, I, didn't. I feel like I learned about the story of Onan like when I was a teenager, maybe. Yeah. But I don't remember no, what I don't, context no, I, exactly. I do I remember that it. because of yeah. the whole no masturbation. The masturbation thing. thing. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I know I've heard spilling seed as a euphemism as yeah. the like, right. sinful euphemism for But I do remember, though. yeah, I think it wasn't, it must have been in that context of like, you know, well, the Bible says you can't masturbate because of this verse. But I do remember being like, who the hell is Onan? Like, yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of this person. And he's literally there just to tell you to not masturbate, yeah. essentially. It's interesting, though, because it's, 
actually, to me, it feels like ambiguous what the sin there was because there was a right. lot more involved in terms of brothers and yeah, things, it was just you know, him like marriage. him like kind of refusing to fulfill this tradition of taking care of his brother's wife, yeah, or something, yeah. And like, was that the actual sin more so than yeah. maybe the real sin is being greedy with your seed? Because that's what he was Ew. doing. He was like, I don't want to give her a baby because it'll be kind of my brother's baby because he was her first husband. So does that mean give it to everyone? Yeah, I don't man. like that lesson. <laughs> I don't want that to be the takeaway here. I, I don't think that there Sharing is a good is takeaway. Good. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> God bless it. Okay. Are you ready to dive yeah, back into Joseph? Yeah, can we get back to Joseph, please? Do All it. right. Who's reading now? I'm reading. You, right? okay. Yeah, okay. Genesis 39. Joseph was brought down to Egypt. Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's, played by Jace Lindgren in high school. In high school, yeah. <laughs> in the high school production of Joseph and the Amazing Technical Dreamcoat. So just fill that in in your head. So Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh's, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, bought him from the hand of the Ishmaelites that had brought him down there. Okay, that's a difficult sentence. That I'm is, sorry. That is a difficult it's, sentence. That sentence makes no sense. All right. Yahweh was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. He was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. His master saw that Yahweh was with him and that Yahweh made all that he did prosper in his hand. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So was Yahweh walking down with Joseph and was like, I'm Yahweh with Joseph. And he was like an actual human walking around with him? Well, that is an option, but I did want to ask the three of you what possibly could have been the ways that Potiphar could have seen that Yahweh was quote unquote with Joseph. Did he have a halo around him? I guess I thought Yeah, that's what I was, was thinking. Like the, you know, one uh, of those like sticks sticking up from the back of his head and then a, a halo. <laughs> Some tinsel. Oh, yeah. It's uh-huh. like in the, the Sims. Like in all that, there's a lot of like pottery, like medieval, I don't know, I think it's medieval pottery. And stuff oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Paintings that maybe. Right. That have yeah. the halo. Sculptures, the halo. sculptures, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I, mean, I imagine pottering. he just like, because he's a slave, so it's like he cleaned everything really quickly and it like stayed clean for a very uh, long time or like he was cooking food or something. It was like really tasty because he's yeah. talking about like, what was it? Yahweh made all that he did prosper in his hand. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I think we'll, yeah, I guess we're going to get to this in just a second as I look ahead here. But it was just that like he did stuff real good. Mm-hmm. And so he would get promoted because Yahweh was with him. I think this is metaphorical. Okay. I'm pretty sure this wasn't like a two-for-one servant deal where you get Joseph and then Yahweh comes along <laughs> and as a then second Yahweh servant. also is there. I mean, that would be pretty impressive. That would be impressive. Yeah, Potiphar made the best deal. Yeah. What if he just like stubbed his toe and he was like, gosh, darn it. And then he was like, you know, gosh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Perfect. Cute. Yeah, cute. exactly. Okay. So Joseph found favor in his sight. He ministered to him and he made him overseer of his house and all that he had, he put into his hand. So that's actually a pretty impressive position for Joseph to be in as a slave. And that be. happened like immediately. He's yeah. like, oh, well, you're here. Yahweh was Yahweh with him. with you. That's why, I mean, there, it's unclear. This could be years later for all we know. Sure. Yeah, that's true. I guess we don't know how long he's been how doing How long this. it took to rise the ranks yeah. and climb that corporate ladder of Potiphar's house. Okay. Yeah. It happened from that from the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, that Yahweh blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. And the blessing of Yahweh was on all that he had in the house and in the field. Again, have to reiterate, he left all that he had in Joseph's hand. He didn't concern himself with anything except for the food which he ate. I don't know if that's Potiphar or Joseph. I'm confused. That was Potiphar. Potiphar. Okay. okay. Potiphar didn't concern himself with anything except for the food which he ate. So he enjoyed eating? Is I guess so. He's, like Joseph has it so on lockdown that he's like, I don't even have to worry about anything in this house. Like Joseph's doing all the mental load, emotional labor of keeping this house together, all I the see. chores. I think and- he's kind of becoming dependent on Joseph because mm-hmm. he just wants to live the good life and not do the like day to day. Interesting. Yeah. Right. Joseph was well built and handsome. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Got to throw that in there. <laughs> it happened after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes on Joseph. Whoa. And she said, lie with me. Everyone, everyone's doing it. <laughs> She's like, lie with me, Joseph. Everyone's doing it. Yeah, exactly. I got, I got to say that the girl who played Potiphar's wife, who played my character's wife, uh-huh. was the girl in the production that I had the crush on as a, oh. as a 17-year-old or whatever. Oh. It never worked out. Did you out. get jealous during that part <laughs> of the play where she was like, hey, Joseph, <laughs> should uh, come? Was Joseph handsome and well-built? 
Yeah. Yeah. He was a pretty handsome guy. I said he was, the guy playing Joseph was in the same boy band that I was in. So, right. You know. Is Potiphar's wife's song like, <laughs> Joseph, Joseph and Sons, Joseph and Sons, please lie with me. It'll be great. Uh, in our production, she didn't sing. She oh. was, she was the head of our, uh, the dancers though. She was one of the lead dancers. Because she does the sort of like, kind of, almost like the sexy like seven dance veils seven kind veils. of dance. Yeah. That style mm. of, of a dance to try to seduce Joseph. Got it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So she said, lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, behold, my master doesn't know what is with me in the house. And he has put all that he has into my hand. He isn't greater in this house than I. Neither has he kept back anything from me, but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? What a good boy. I know, he's a good boy. And <sighs> God, a- let's be honest, God would probably murder him on the spot if he, <laughs> lay, with if he lay with an Egyptian. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It happened that as she spoke to Joseph day by day, that he didn't listen to her, to mm. lie by her, or to be with her. Oh, he's just really resilient. Yeah. It happened about this time that he went into the house to do his work, and there were none of the men of the house inside. She caught him by his garment saying, lie with me. Wow. He left his garment in her hand and ran outside. So he like, I'm assuming he's wearing just like a toga or something that she like pulled oh. off and he just like ran outside naked. I totally forgot oh. about this part of the story till just now. Uh, I think oh. in our production, it was like a coat that he was wearing or a vest. But yeah, you're right. It was yeah. probably more of the whole. I think the, the whole, whole shebang. Yeah. Okay. It happened when she saw that he had left his garment in her hand and had run outside that she called to the men of her house and spoke to them saying, behold, he has brought in a Hebrew to, to us to mock us. He came in to me to lie with me and I cried with a loud voice. Wow. Oh, this is where the whole false accusation thing comes from. Yeah. Oh, way back yeah. when. It happened when he heard that I lifted up my voice and cried that he left his garment by me and ran outside. <sighs> Are you saying that she invented false accusations? Is that like I think in she, the previous I, chapter we invented <laughs> masturbation and then... <laughs> I suppose. I think she Is invented that? the specter of false accusation. Okay. Uh, oh, I see. I will say. Okay. Yeah. Oh, dear. Okay. She laid up his garment by her until his master came home. She spoke to him according to these words, saying, The Hebrew servant whom you have brought to us came in to me to mock me. And it happened, as I lifted up my voice and cried, that he left his garment by me and ran outside. It happened when his master heard the words of his wife, which she spoke to him, saying, This is what your servant did to me, that his wrath was kindled. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Yeah. Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were bound, and he was there in the custody. I will Wait, put you in the custody. That was odd. Did this happen? So this happened in the friggin' like Andrew Lloyd Webber play that you did? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whoa. I totally threw that guy in jail. Jeez. You're <laughs> like, this is what you get for laying a hand on my crush, <laughs> trying to lie to me about it. But Yahweh was with Joseph and showed kindness to him and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Everyone loves this Everyone guy. Everyone yeah. freaking loves him. I mean, he is handsome. Everyone except for his brothers. Yeah, that's true. The keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. They just want to give stuff to this guy. Wait, they gave him all the prisoners? The keeper what? of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Is that what that means? What does that even Let me finish to go okay, to the end yeah. of the chapter. Whatever they did there, he was the doer of it. Okay. But now I'm really confused. The keeper of the prison didn't look after anything that was under his hand because Yahweh was with him, and that which he did, Yahweh made it prosper. What? That ended on a confusing note. I don't remember Sorry. that Joseph got thrown into prison and then became king of prison. That, yeah. Prison. <laughs> prison king boy. Like. So, okay. In the message Bible, it says the head jailer put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners. He ended up managing the whole operation. What? <laughs> Is he and then the, get- the, the prison keeper just... Just kind of like just effed off, doodled all day or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Like, what? Like, just spilled spilled seed instead of working. <laughs> no, he didn't because he's still alive. Well, he was an Egyptian. He's an Egyptian. Probably different rules. I think the Egyptian gods are cooler with that kind of thing. Yeah, you know. I do have to say, I was sharing this memory with Jace a couple weeks ago that when I was little at my grandparents' house, I remember watching. Some kind of like made for TV movie that was like an adaptation of the story of Joseph. And I remember this scene with Potiphar's wife where she like 
Joseph's like in the bath and like she comes in and he's, you know, he's like all naked and like wet and sexy. And she like comes in and is like rubbing her hands on his chest and like her hand goes below the water and he's like clearly reacting. And I was like six. Oh my God. <laughs> and just being like, I don't know if the adults know about this. <laughs> if they know that I'm watching this right now. Or expected that a Bible movie would have this in it. It was an extremely sexy scene yeah. for a movie based on the Bible. Because yeah. he was also like, I remember he was like, you know, reacting and where it was like, clearly like it felt good, but he was resisting. And it was Jeez. just like, it was really intense. And I always remember it. Wow. And now the memory was jogged after reading this other scene where she pulled off his garment that may have been influenced by that film. Because I remember in that film seeing his butt. And, oh, also, so that, and also being six and being like, I really don't think the adults know about this. <laughs> I don't think they'd let me watch this if they knew. But yeah, that they had a shot of him like running out with his naked butt just out there in the breeze. Wow. Yeah. Goodness. Well, <laughs> on that note, Seth, well, it is time. And with that, Seth, are you ready to read us Genesis 40? I am Genesis forty. I'm really excited. I really, I'm. I, maybe I've hopped it up too much now, but I'm super excited for this pronunciation of Hebrew names. I hope there's right. some real tough ones. Uh, I'll that- try and I'll do my best. <laughs> oh, I guess it's gonna be mostly uh, so, Egyptian. Okay. Joseph yeah. became king of the jail. <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. That's right. where we are. Yeah. All right. It happened after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker offended their lord, the king of Egypt. Oh, uh oh. This is just like Pharaoh. a. We had a hard cut. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right. Pharaoh was angry against his two officers, against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, so so there's a chief of the butlers and there's a chief of the bakers. So that means there must be a chief of the prisoners, right? Like that's just what Joseph That's-Joseph. has become, the chief yeah. of the prisoners. He's not mad against the chief of the prisoners yet. Not yet, not yet. But I do want to hear from the three of you, what could the butler and the baker possibly have done to offend Pharaoh? I know it's hard because we don't know how easily offendable he is. I'm assuming the candlestick maker was involved somehow. Ooh. The butler, the baker, and the candlestick maker. Ooh, good one, good one. Yeah, uh, thanks. That was, that was, that's all I got. <laughs> well, okay. Obviously, the baker yeah. putting like too much sand into the bread. <laughs> too much sand. Not the right amount of sand in the bread. <laughs> no, that's actually- Not enough sand, maybe. Could have been... I <laughs> see. This pharaoh likes it real crunchy. Lots of texture. And uh, I guess same thing for the butler. Too much sand in the clothes. Not enough sand in the clothes. (laughs) There you go. There you go. You left some sand in my wife. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That would be on theme. It has to be about like the butler Uh, saw my wife's side boob for too long and I'm really offended by it. Actually, yeah, that's not far from. I I feel like that's pretty easy since everyone seems just like so freaking possessive of their women. Maybe he just is really missing his Joseph, and so he's taking it out on the butler. He hasn't even met. No, this is Pharaoh, not Potiphar. Oh yeah, Yeah, Pharaoh, the the big, the big dude. Okay, then I have who I who I also played. What? (laughs) (laughs) You're a little short on actors, were they? (laughs) Jace was king of the whole cast. (laughs) Well, because Potiphar is in the first act, right? And then now in Joseph, the second act or the first act ends with him in prison, Mm. and that's when he sings, "Close every door to me." Hide all the world from me. You know, the, I will the classic, be the jail king. Um, the classic song of Joseph. Anyway, yeah, I think I do know that song, but I don't know that yeah. song. Um, so is it traditionally is it himself, tra- traditionally double cast that way? I don't know actually. Oh, okay. And then the second act, there's no more Potiphar, and there's just Pharaoh. Right. Okay. So I think it's a so fairly people weren't common. Confused? You must have had a big costume change. Oh yeah, no. Or like, a, did you start with speaking with like a, a British accent or something? <laughs> uh, just. There you I go. think I did. Actually. You're like a cockney Egyptian man. No, because no, Potiphar and ours was like wearing a suit, and he oh, was sort of like yeah. a, a refined, sort of like you know, lord of a house, kind of like uh, has all the he's servants a refined and gentleman. that sort of thing. And then I Pharaoh see. is Elvis, right? Oh, That's yeah. when you got to have your like pelvic debut. Yeah, and so I had you know I had the like long sideburns and you know slicked my hair Cute. and all that sort nice. of thing. Yeah, okay. nice. All right, with that imagery in mind. (laughs) Okay. He put them in custody in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound. Oh, Oh, yeah, okay. All right. The captain of the guard assigned them to Joseph, and he took care of them. He stayed in the prison, or they stayed in the prison many days. Any number. uh, We don't really know. Many days. I think that just means 
think that means 40. I think by default, all, oh, everything's all numbers 40. are just 40. Okay. In the yeah. Bible. yeah. I'll I mean, say 40 days. I know that probably in like a Jewish upbringing, numbers I know are more of a focus. Like I feel are like in Christian school, we're sort of like, nah, I don't know, some days. <laughs> no, I don't know. I think it's just. I, I don't think I don't think they paid that much attention to it. Really? Okay. You know, I thought some, there was there's more some people, meaning to it. I think there's some people, but both Christian and Jewish, who try to get more into it, like a biblical numerology I for see. sure, I and see. pull out some conspiracy theories based on biblical numbers and math and things like that. Interesting. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I have no idea. They dreamed a dream in time gone by, though. Oh, yep. yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, now. Sorry. <laughs> They both dreamed a dream, each man his dream in one night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, who were bound in prison. In case I cannot in case parse that. What does that even mean? In what just happened? Let me, let me just rewind and try that again. I'm going to try like a different enunciation. They both dreamed a dream. Each man his dream in one night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt... We're bound in prison. <laughs> Still have no in idea. Case you forgot. Not a clue. In case you forgot from the last sentence. Uh, let me let me look up another translation because that was really confusing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here's our favorite. The message says the king's cupbearer and baker, while being held in jail, both had a dream on the same night. Each dream having its own meaning. Okay, good. I'm glad that, that makes so a lot more clarifying. sense. They did not dream the same dream. They were I, two separate men dreaming two separate dreams, but on the same night. Totally. Okay. okay. Or at least they interpreted the dream differently, maybe? Yeah, I that's what know. I was wondering. Is like, did they just both interpret? I mean, maybe we'll get to it. Okay. We'll see. I think we will. Okay. Uh, I remember some things about dreams from Sunday school. <laughs> okay, so Joseph came into them. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. No, it's a different uh, meaning. Same term of phrase for prison. Exactly. It's prison and he's in charge. <laughs> oh, that does make okay. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joseph came into them in the morning and saw them and saw that they were sad. Oh, Poor babies. <laughs> he, he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in custody in, the, in his master's house saying, why do you look so sad today? They said to him, we have dreamed a dream and there is no one who can interpret it. Oh, Joseph's like, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> 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 yeah. excuse uh, me. Not Yahweh just, with me. It's, yeah. like, it's actually my first, <laughs> my first job was interpreting dreams. <laughs> Joseph said to them, don't interpretations belong to God. Please tell it to me. The chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him in my dream, behold, a vine was in front of me. And in the vine were three branches. It was as though it budded, its blossoms shot forth, and the clusters of it brought forth uh, ripe grapes. Cool. Great. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup, and I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. Okay. So, and and Pharaoh was like, why did you give me just like like, three crushed grapes? (laughs) It's weird, but okay. (laughs) Cool. Okay, I mean that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, easy. What would? Okay, wait. Before we go on, Emily, interpret the dream for us. Uh, <laughs> Pharaoh wanted some wine, and so this guy tried to make it, but he made it poorly. Yeah. Oh, maybe that, and maybe that's the reason why he was okay. so offended by him. Maybe because oh, he made him yeah. weak wine. He was like, he, "You just like gave me baby food." It was y'all. a literal dream. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. I think it's about the existential crisis of the worker's plight. Oh, right, moving on. that's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Joseph said to him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are the three days. Of course, the three days. <laughs> yes. Ah. Oh, why didn't I see it? Within three more days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your office. Oh. You will give Pharaoh's cup into his hand the way you did when you were his butler. But remember me when it will be well with you and show kindness, please, to me and make mention of me to Pharaoh and bring me out of this house. Ooh. Mm. Kind of oh, there. So he's networking, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's definitely networking. Yeah. For indeed, I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews. And here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. Mm. Oh, okay. So in three days, everything's going to turn around for the butler. Got and it. And apparently Joseph. And hopefully Joseph, if he's played his cards right. Yeah. Playing a, ni- a nice little sob story there. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's good. Playing all the accused. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said to Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, three baskets of white bread were on my head. 
on just like on stacked one okay. on top it's a dream. of another. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's a dream. Things, you know, yeah, nothing, nothing <laughs> you know, wrong. Levitate nothing sometimes. Wrong yeah. In the uppermost basket, there was all kinds of baked food for Pharaoh, and the birds ate them out of my basket on my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's wait, it. I wait, guess wait, that's wait. the whole dream. Yeah, Emily. Oh yeah, Emily. Interpret. Oh, what? Oh, uh, uh, the birdies represent the three of them. They represent Joseph, the. Uh, the cupbearer, the, the butler. butler, and also the baker. The butler, the baker, the king of the jail. Okay. Yeah, and I don't know. They're eating yummy food <laughs> together. <laughs> also, there weren't three birds. There were just birds. Oh, I thought there were that they three. Ate, they ate the stuff out of the uppermost basket of bread. Okay, well, maybe it's just like they, they went to like a fun party together and ate some food. Okay, all right. That's I it. like right. that. They're going to go positive. to a fun party. I right. like it. I kind of think this foreshadows a beheading. <gasps> oh, dang. Okay. Yeah. So let's look. Joseph answered, this is the interpretation of it. The three baskets are three days. Wow. Okay. He's really, yeah. he's, he's on the ball with this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Within three more days, Pharaoh will lift you up your head. All right, sorry. We'll lift up your head from off you oh. and we'll hang you on a tree. <gasps> okay. So not quite and a beheading, whoa. but close. Yeah. And the birds will eat your flesh from off you. Whoa. I think oh. the baker's going to be like, I want my money back on this dream interpretation, yeah, man. Yeah, geez. I'm, I don't think he liked that very much. Ooh. It happened the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast for all his servants. And he lifted up the head of the chief butler and the head of the chief baker amongst his servants. He restored the chief butler to his butlership again. And he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But... He hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Oh. The chief butler didn't remember Joseph, but forgot him Whoa! all week. Dang. <laughs> a week. I didn't see that How coming you- at all. Dropping a bomb on that last verse there. It was, it was three days. <laughs> like I, I literally just forgot about like, this. He was wow. so excited about being restored to his position that he was like, nope. Can't okay, even. Yahweh is not going to be pleased. Oh, also, gosh. like, we spent a whole chapter kind of setting this up, and then it's like, oh, yeah, nothing came of it. And like, that yeah, didn't that's happen, true. <laughs> Maybe did he'll the, remember him later. Did this Man, happen? I don't know. Like, I got this interpretation. It gave a very specific timeline. I'm thinking on the third day, I'm like, I wonder if this is going to come true. I'm thinking about it, you know? Yeah, obviously. And then you're when I get lifted it. out of, I don't know. Man, yeah, that's cold. And like literally, just it happens cold. just like in your dream, and you're like, I, I remember something about uh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Just- <laughs> I was supposed to do something else, but yeah, it's all right. I'm sure it wasn't important. No, I didn't write it down. I'm not actually that great of a butler, really. Yeah, but like, what are started, okay? <laughs> just started punching grapes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are we supposed to take away from this? No, no. It's just like how bad Joseph has it. I guess. Well, he has no. it bad, but no, like doesn't. Yahweh still has given him this gift of dream interpretation. Yeah. That is still on point. And like all the people in the jail and a job. I guess it's a job. <laughs> is he getting I mean, compensated for it? Is he just getting like know. better treatment? Well, yeah, it's unclear kind of what being king of the prisoners really entails. Right. Does he <laughs> well, just get to wear a special shanked. hat? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Wow. Okay. So what do we think is going to happen next time? Because the story of Joseph takes us through to the end of Genesis. There's a lot more of the story to go. Yeah. And a lot Wait. happened in this episode today. But you were you were essentially saying that this is act two. Oh. Right. So the I'm realizing now that like how much story happens in act one of the musical yeah. is much shorter in terms of what's actually in the Bible versus act two, which is a lot more, which is ironically different from a lot of story in musicals where like yeah. most, right, of, the, story most of it is act one. one exposition and stories in act yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Cause so I was looking into this and basically Joseph, we're going to be hanging with Joseph for I think five more episodes, wow. which is all the rest of Genesis. And we're done with Genesis. Wow, wow. Um, really? The story of Joseph in the amazing technicolor dream coat is only going to be the next two or three episodes. Okay. And then there's kind of more Joseph story that's not included in that, like oh. in the plot of the musical. I see. That's, How intriguing. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we'll find out what Andrew Lloyd Webber didn't think was fit to include in the musical. <laughs> he definitely didn't include that Onan chapter. No, can that you, was super can you weird. Yeah, no, can you imagine the musical? There's this like quick little side vignette. They're like, by the way. This has nothing to do with the story, but. <laughs> Don't masturbate. Yeah. The end. <laughs> Don't, you kids. Really, it really did have nothing to do with the story. It really, no, yeah. it had nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I'm sure there's got to... Were any of the characters in that story no, like none. in this Zero. Story? I mean, Judah. Judah is Joseph's brother. And he okay. was... So, Judah was one of the guys oh, okay. who had the whole plot to, you know, kill him and then to put him in a pit and then to oh, sell him. Along with the rest of the brothers. It wasn't him yeah. specifically. I'm having flashbacks now. I think it will become relevant eventually. You think so? Oh, really? I think that... I think that the brothers are, are gonna are not are not out of the story for good. I think the brothers are gonna come back. But do you think that do you think that the relevance of no, I don't think Onan's Judah become relevant. having a daughter by his daughter in law or having a child by his daughter in law oh. is gonna be relevant? That I don't well, remember. It's, it's sort of it's a character it's a character background, right? It's we established <laughs> I say, yeah. That Judah is kinda Judah's kinda the doesn't co- have the a lot of scruples. Guy. Yeah, doesn't have a lot of scruples, and that his sons were also bad people. They were mm. wicked, mm. and that Yahweh killed them. Gosh, I so also intense. so Seth. We were talking with a theologian about some of this Genesis stuff a while ago now, and he was talking to us about Yahweh, like that in Jewish writings. I don't know if this is a traditional thing or a form thing or whatever, but that you don't say the name. You just kind of like pause for a moment instead of saying the word Yahweh. Is that like just a super conservative thing or do you remember anything about that? Okay. So Yahweh, it's like a Hebrew word, but it's, it's kind of a weird. So in, in traditional Hebrew, like in the Torah, there were no vowels. Right. Uh. So you knew how to pronounce the words based on like context and right. based on just, yeah. I mean, you saw, saw, saw the consonants. And so Yah, Yahweh is actually... It's four letters, uh, Yud, He, Vav, He, are the four letters. And when you see them, you can add pronunciation, add the vowels. Yahweh is one way to do that. But what we, I think what we always said was like Adonai, which mm-hmm. means like oh, king. Right. Yeah. But is, but is Adonai the same? That would be different letters though, right? It's different. Yeah. It would be pronounced differently. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think if that's actually right. I think so, though. Because something that we were learning about with, because we've looked at a few different translations of the Bible for for doing this, Mm -hmm. and that different Bibles will translate the different words used for God differently. Mm Because there are like multiple words, like, I guess, like Adonai and Yahweh and... And like El Shaddai. Right. Yeah. So, I don't don't really know which ones are related to what or like what they mean, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No idea. Seth is deep in thought. I don't actually, I'm having a hard time remembering. Maybe it's possible we did just not say it. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember like awkward pauses in the middle of <laughs> prayers or anything. Right. Huh? Well, Seth, just in case you happen to uh, come to mind any like really cool rabbis or something who could hang with this show, we would love to have them on to do like a bonus episode to really get into that kind of stuff. Okay, so please, yeah. please yeah. That'd be interesting. remember us. Don't be like the butler and forget <laughs> us. Remember <laughs> us to your cool rabbi friends. See, now you've got a new new middle metaphor you can use. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be like the butler. Yeah, exactly. Don't be like that freaking butler, please. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to start using that anytime you forget anything. If you're like mm. going to the store, I'm like, oh, could you pick me up, you know, a juice or something? And you come and back without dad. it, I'll be like, don't Such be like butler. the butler. Let's be honest. Butler. Of the two of us, oh. I'm not the one doing the forgetting. Oh, snap. I have been reading a lot of books about making you your memory better. You have, and it's, and it's great. <laughs> No, and it's it's really inspiring. Well you're, done. You're reading books about how to not be a butler, and it's great. I love it. <laughs> That'll be the title when I write a book about memory. It'll be "Don't Be a Butler: How to Improve Your Memory and Not Get Cursed by Yahweh." Oh yeah, <laughs> good subtitle, right? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. great. I've a million copies for sure. Beautiful. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, Seth, before we wrap up here, can you tell our listeners really quick where they can find more about you and the stuff that you do? Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. I uh, have a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Seth Bling. Uh, I make 
a lot of very, very, very nerdy video game content. <laughs> on that. Yeah, sort of my thing. Twitter, Seth Bling, Facebook, Seth Bling. Uh, any site you go to, it's probably Seth Bling. Yeah, right. it's not really taken <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> for some Excellent. reason, Seth weird. Excellent. Yeah, All right, Twitch. Also, okay. and Twitch. Yeah. Awesome. Twitch. Yeah, very important. Awesome. Great. All right. Well, thank you so much, Seth. Yeah, it was great. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us for Bible Study today. If you want even more Drunk Bible Study, including bonus episodes, new series, guest interviews, and more, become one of our patrons at patreon.com slash drunkbiblestudy. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe and then write us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher, letting other people know what you like about it. Find us on Twitter at DrunkBibleCast, on Instagram at DrunkBibleStudy, or send us an email to info at DrunkBibleStudy.com. Drunk Bible Study is created and produced by Dedeker Winston, Jace Lindgren, and me, Emily Matlack. Our theme song is Book Club by Josh and Anand from their album Home of the The The. The theme song for the Book of Genesis is Fanfare for Space by Kevin McLeod. For more information, visit us at drunkbiblestudy.com. I made a memory about your dad. He's in a book club. He's got a history of skimming past all the pages of ageless confessional shit. I thought about.